0: Welcome to Keepers.
1: We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer. So naturally, when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast.
0: I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with me. An
1: and I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. Jared. I'm letting you start it.
0: Who's number one in our league
1: this week? Oh, you know, I like how you prep you, you ended it with this week. It's nice. Even you know it's gonna end very soon.
0: No. It's not. It's
1: gonna end.
0: It's gonna be consistent really going soon. forward.
1: Jared's the best in the
0: see, it doesn't work when you could when you brag when you're not world. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't work when you brag when you're
1: losing. That's true. My team really <laughs> sucks right now. <laughs> Hi, it's Keepers Podcast. If you play fantasy, NWSL, love women's soccer, you're in the right place. We are deep. We are in it now. Like, we are eight games into our league. Uh, yeah. Our good friend Jeannie, who's in our league, who's been in um, the league for a few years now, she is just on a streak three in a row. Yeah. So now she's on vaulted. fire. She was 0-5, and it didn't look good. And we're going to have her on the show this year again because I want to look at her roster and, and talk about it with her. But, you know, she's got the best goalie in the league consistently, Katie Lund. And Carson Pickett is the best defender in the league. And when Hubley scores, <laughs> uh, and yeah. then you have Alex Morgan, <laughs> you can bank on Alex Morgan. Um, or, I mean, basically, what's winning her a games in the last few weeks is her defense. Yeah. like when you have Lund Pickett Ursig Hubley
0: Ursig has been a surprisingly higher scorer than I thought she was going to be consistently
1: She's really good yeah yeah um yeah and that's it's, and she's got all these other weapons Muis and Adriana and Lucy who were on her bench and that's you know like 40 some points right there this past week so She's in a good spot, and uh, my team is not. Um, (laughs) This this just became like recap, but it's fun because people out there probably have these same players in their team. And, you know, I've got Sophia Smith, who was like single handedly winning me games, and she did have 15 points last week. But, you know, when Portland goes, you know, scores four goals, and not one of them is from Weaver or Smith, I was a little bummed out last week. But it's just this is like the dog days wah, wah. this is the dog days you saw what everyone scored the week before this one um and it was horrible and this is like the time of the year where there's a lot of injuries. people are a little tired, I think um people are banged up, you know what I mean people are getting more rest because they want to play in the World Cup mm-hmm. and everyone kind of came out hot but now you're okay now we're get, we're gonna get into June and see what the see what everyone's got so let's get into some news. Holly, yes. What do we got?
0: Oh, well, we got that the USL announces a women's pro league to rival the NWSL. So
1: I'm not going to do the clap for that.
0: No, we're not, okay. no clap on. All right. So the the USL Super League was going to apply for Division Two sanctioning to start a women's league and launch in 2023. They are now applying for Division One sanctioning, which means they will compete directly with the NWSL or be on par with the NWSL, and they're going to launch in 2024. Um, differences is that they're going to follow a European calendar so fall through spring unlike the NWSL they've got eight teams confirmed uh, hoping to launch with 10 to 12 and the other thing that's different is that they're not going to do any kind of drafting they have several youth leagues and kind of farm teams and funnels for players to come up in their systems so Jared what do you think about this
1: uh, I th- I think it's exciting that there are people investing in women's soccer in a big way. You know they've they've had success in the past, the USL with the W League, getting good attendance, and now they have all these you know potential owners for 2024 in these markets like Charlotte, Dallas, Lexington, Phoenix, Spokane, 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 Spokane. Tampa Bay Tucson DC a couple big markets in there a couple competing markets like DC and then mm-hmm. Charlotte's gonna be close. Arguably
0: Charlotte but it's you know it's two and a half hours Lexington
1: away. I mean it's a small state ish but um Dallas no but I, I, I you and I were kind of talk, talking earlier today and um I'd say all maybe two people that listen to this podcast are gonna know what I'm talking about I like, think that of, that's
0: insulting I think that you're underestimating people well oh, I'm but just thinking,
1: I'm just thinking like the, the youth factor because I remember I was an indie Car fan. We called everything Car, But I was young, and this was mid-90s, and I didn't know that there were always two, there was kind of always two, there was the IRL, the Indy Racing League, and cart racing. It was called Champ Car Racing or something like that. Um, and things changed in the mid-90s where there was a legit split. Like, we're going to start our own league, and we're going to have, so there's going to be cart racing and IRL racing. And cart, so arguably at the beginning of the nineties, IndyCar was the most popular racing league in, in North America by, it was more popular than NASCAR. NASCAR wasn't there yet. And they really blew it with the fan base because of this split. I don't know whose fault it was, but I just remember being like 11 years old and they split and it was fine for a few years because all the big name drivers and Ray Hall, all these people were in, you know, Unser, they were all in cart They just didn't race the biggest race of the year, the Indy 500. So it was really a bummer. And then you started to feel the hurt, like late 90s, early 2000s, because these players started defecting to this other league. And it's like this truly split league. And what do you watch? And then everything, then eventually CART was defunct and it just was nothing after, I think, like 2007 or eight. So I'm a little, that's my ears kind of perked up when I heard that. Like, I'm great. I'm really excited they're investing in women's soccer and there's buyers, but I'm a fan of a league. You know, I'm a fan of the NWSL. I'm a fan of the NBA. You know, uh, when I was watching the NFL, I was a fan of the NFL and then came along the XFL. And then before that was the USFL and they all fell apart. And now the XFL is back and the NBA has never had a rival league. And, um, I take that back. The NBA had the ABA yeah, and then they emerged, you know, then it was like, okay, late seventies, it's gone. So I get worried. I, I love that. They're going to have young talent and girls who grow up and know that this they have a, a bigger chance of becoming a professional, but I get worried about having a diluted NWSL product and maybe it won't be. Mm-hmm. Well here, I-, I, I get worried that they co- coexist, like they can't coexist.
0: I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Uh, and, and part of the reason why is that if if you look at your IndyCar analogy, like that's a very, um, how do I want to make this argument? It's not that it's very niche, but you need a lot of, there's one person and a very high tech car and a whole team of people that support that one thing. And so it's a little bit, I'm going to say it's niche, right? And so if you split up that market, it's it's shaky, right? The foundation is shaky now. But soccer, on the other hand, I feel like has not reached its point of saturation. And so there are many more women who are coming up who have the ability to play at the pro level. And there are many more fans who um, don't have any teams in their market that would be really excited to have them. And so I think that the situation, hopefully... Is going to be slightly different because there's not there's not a point of saturation that you're dividing in half. It's like there's room to grow, and you're just maximizing like you're you're taking white space. You're taking that that capacity that no one's touched yet. And so I feel like there's space for it, but I am with you in the fact that like I don't want to be divided in my leagues. I just want to watch the NWSL. Yeah, I just
1: want to watch like what's the soccer league to watch? Right. Like I want to watch I want to watch the NBA. Oh, it's on. Yeah. Great. Cool. Yeah, That's my league. There's yeah. a, there it is. There's the players yeah. I like. I
0: don't want to have to watch a couple of different leagues. I'm not like, sorry, just distracted by everything that's
1: happening just, over there. I mute my mic, <laughs> and then I'm thinking, oh, he's going to keep talking. And then immediately. I mean, I know. There
0: was like a belly button oh, and, that, like that, noises TMI. and like noises. I, I would just TMI. Get- <laughs>
1: Don't even go there. (laughs) Not even this week. Sorry,
0: I couldn't just keep... Continue your... I don't even know what I was saying. Well, (laughs) I... No, my point is that... But my point is that in in not wanting to be divided in our attention between leagues, I I agree with you there. It's like, why do we need to have a whole separate one? I don't know.
1: It's a bunch of people who want to get involved. A bunch of people who want to buy teams that can't. And it's cool and all, but we do have another year left. We'll see if that actually gets a year and over a year. Yeah. We'll see if it, things fall apart.
0: And but The other thing that I'm
1: sorry, go ahead. I just don't understand how you could have. I I don't know how the each state's governments are gonna. You know, I don't know how these stadiums are gonna get built. If it's gonna be private money or yeah or tax money, but when you have the spirit who have been fighting for their own stadium or just fighting to play in the bigger stadium for years, and then you get the courage, who are in this who's the most successful debatably with up there with Portland team ever in the NWSL with multiple titles who has a really tiny stadium in Cary and they probably want a new stadium, but then these teams are going to come in there and Charlotte and then are the governments going to get involved? Is this going to be private money? So I don't want to see these teams get, I don't want to see the courage is a little different because it's two hours away, but Washington having two teams in DC is just weird it's it's weird when we're just now breaking these records with attendance. Yeah, it's oh gonna be God. like the Lakers. and So Clippers. do you so have to? Now, some people say you watch. don't have to choose. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't have to choose. You <laughs> just watch just soccer year round. But really, in January in DC, yeah. Other
0: other thing, and, and now that we're thinking, we're talking about this, I'm looking at I'm looking at the ownership group, and it's majority men. Um, and I I don't see. Any singular women, I see couples, and I see men listed here, and that concerns me. Um,
1: yeah, whoever, and then I'm not sure who owns Phoenix Rising FC, but it's right, like a group. yeah, it's unclear. All these, are but be
0: but it concerns me because of all of the drama over the past two years, the NWSL just went through with player protection, and you know putting those things into the collective bargaining agreement and the way that the league had to change. Now this league's coming up. I don't see anybody talking about putting those safeguards in place for players at the beginning. And when you have a majority male ownership group, you just don't have the experience to know how unsafe some of those situations can be. And so I just have low confidence that they're actually going to do this. And I would be concerned for the players coming up through this league that they're not protected.
1: Hopefully they just learned something from all the mistakes the NBSL has made I don't and, think they will. Recovered. I'm just hoping. I don't, I don't
0: think they will because if you're a dude and you've never had to watch like someone you love go through that or be in an unsafe situation like that, then you don't know that it's important and you just don't care. It's not on your radar. I mean, I'm selling your gender short here in terms of allyship, but I've just... I just think in this demographic, that's not gonna be a concern. And it, it, that concerns me.
1: Valid concern. Um, real concern. I mean, it sounds like I've I've I got you on the kind of uh, eh about this idea. Yeah, Yeah,
0: you really did talk me <laughs> <to> that, yeah. <laughs> it's or just, maybe I just talked enough of, I don't
1: know. Whatever. I just, I, I mean, I don't wanna beat a dead horse here, but we get a little, it's a little, people are like, look, you got soccer year round. And no, like this is what this is my opinion.
0: I don't want the, soccer year this round. This is what I'm
1: talking about with
0: I don't want this, football year round.
1: Are you just going to take my point? You're going to take it. You're just going to run with it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I was an NFL fan. Um but it's a it's it sucks now that there's NFL talk August through February legit talk. Preseason all the way through. Now the Super Bowl is in mid-February. Growing up, it was always at the end of January. No, it's
0: it's even farther than that because then you've got the combine and you've got the draft. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you can talk about your upcoming fantasy June. team all summer.
1: It's usually June. That's <laughs> the most dead month for that league. And I just don't want it. You know, I, we're LA fans. And if there was another team somewhere else in not San Diego or LA, you know, it's like, oh, this is the what? I don't even know. Pick a, pick a city. <laughs> the Palm Springs, you know, Sun. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to care. Um, I have my teams. I have my players. And if you start taking them and going to different leagues and splitting things up, and I got to keep an eye, I'm already pissed that Lindsay Horan and Rachel Daly, I have to watch highlights or I have to be up at three o'clock in the morning. It's just, that's not, I don't, don't want to do that. So um. anyway, that's, you know, let us know what you think about that. Hit All us right. up on, on social today. Let's get back to the fantasy. All right, let's do it. Um, We've talked about the frustration and the glory after eight weeks. Today, uh, we're going to do a little, I always say a little game, but we're going to play a little overrated, underrated, or just right. Yes. I don't have a, that'd be cool if I had a drop for It'd that. It'd be cool if
0: you had a drop for that. I can, yeah.
1: ma- I can make one up. Okay. Um, here we
0: go. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. That's your fallback.
1: Okay. All we're, right. We're going to start off here. This is uh, players that we think are overrated at the week eight point, Holly. Can
0: we do overrated last? Yeah.
1: Week? What do you want to do first?
0: Uh, either one, let's uh, yes, do underrated. Yeah, you can go. You mean to go for underrated?
1: Underrated. All right. Underrated.
0: All right. I got Savannah Demello, midfielder for Louisville, as <laughs> underrated. Can we just?
1: Can we just talk right now? Yeah. Because just let everyone know. I'll lit. I'll, I'll behind the curtain. Holly and I talked about this idea. Yeah. And we said each pick three players. You know, for each category. Yeah. And uh, we both had the same underrated player. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. I bet we yeah. both have some nuggets.
0: I mean, yeah. She's just out of all of the players that, you know, everyone has drafted. Like, in, in just the way that I think about strategy for the Fantasy League, which is clearly a winning strategy. You want people to be oh consistent. You want people to be in consistent double digits. And And out of all of the players in the league right now, she's the only one that's in consistent double digits. It's, you know... She's got two 20-point games, but her games over, you know, week to week are 12, 10, 23, 10, 14, 10, 25. You know, she's tied at number three for assists. She's got three goals on the year, 15 shots on the year, with seven of them are on goal. And, and on the NWSL standings, she's ranked number eighth overall, and she's a top ten on shots taken. And I had her as underrated because she wasn't even on my radar
1: Let's go look at our draft.
0: You picked her in round 11. I did. Yeah. And so I want to know why she was on your radar.
1: (laughs) Keep talking. I'll bring up her stats from last year. Okay. You got any other nuggets on DeMello? No, I
0: just, I ran through all my nuggets. So you gotta, you gotta come with the nuggets.
1: All right. I'll come with the nuggets. Um, So let me, as I'm getting her stats from last year, um, let's have my point. So I came up with a really fun system, by the way. Okay, she's got 104 points in our league. That's 14.9 per week. But I've started a really fun system. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. Maybe you can help me name it. But I'm counting goals, assists, shots on goals, and key passes. So it's everything offensive players can get multiple points for. Like not tackles, not interceptions. Not shots. Not just regular shots. Uh So if you're Sophia Smith, you're an alien. And you have (laughs) 44 at the moment. She's got 44 of these things all put together. But if you're any other player that's great and associate with being, like, top tier, you're in the 20s, pretty much. Alex Morgan has 19. Williams, uh, uh, Lynn Williams, 24. Crystal Dunn, 25. Rodman, 27. Pickett, 21. Dabinia, 20. It's these players that you just always associate with, like, they are active, they're getting points, and so I just put the biggest key categories and said, how many of these do you got? I don't care if there are key passes or goals. Obviously, just goals number are number of things, not, things n- n- not points total. This is just things. Yeah. And Smith, 44. It's yeah. crazy. So DeMello, 23. So those important numbers, that's more than Dabinia, more than Alex Morgan, more than Pickett. Yeah. And then she's right up there with Williams and Dunn and Rodman. So... It's That's the key to fantasy. People in fantasy want a player who's shooting volume, who's also involved in the passing game, and who's accurate. So it's this is the great fun fact. She has as many goals as Rodman, Thompson, Weaver, Carolyn, Fishlock, Balser, and Shaw. She has just as many assists as Moultrie, Mace, Rodman, Klingenberg, and Emsley, and just as many key passes as Marta, Huerta, Sinclair, and Weaver. That's like top-notch names, but she's just not brought up a lot. Yeah. I mean, she's
0: ranked number eight in, in the top, you know, in the top, like in the stats overall by the WSL right now. Yeah. So I want to know, like, why was um, she on your radar? And she wasn't on mine at all.
1: Well, last year, looking at her stats last year and 2020, she had four goals and two assists and she played almost 2000 minutes. So she played all 22 games and she be, kind of became the face. If I if I I go to her game log from last year, but she became the face of that team. Like she kind of took it over um, from, you know, Jessica McDonald was kind of like, oh, this is we're gonna build on this, but Tamela was like, I mean, she's super young. Uh, pardon me, as I I'm just trying she's to twist through everything here. Yeah, um, I'm just looking at her numbers last year, and I'm trying to find her game log. So um, you want to vamp for a second?
0: Okay. <laughs> Uh, What am I talking about?
1: (laughs) Well, why wasn't she on? How about that? Why why wasn't she on your radar?
0: Because she, I mean, like, I just, first of all, that team wasn't really on my radar, I think. And also, I just, I wasn't keying into her as the face of that team, I think, in the same way that you were. And so I just, you know, if you're not a consistent, you know, decently- performing scorer for fantasy like over a lot of time like four goals and two assists is like a decent amount of goals but it's not like the like first round draft like it's not like my draft pick level that I yeah. would want
1: yeah I can you know I can come back like me- there's so
0: many other players that were like above that in my head in terms of performance Consistent performance and also ceiling.
1: We're also talking about round 11 here. So, like, yeah. you got your starters. And we're talking about, like, the bench. I don't think it was a huge stretch to be like, oh, my first bench player is this. Someone who, um, where she had games in 2022 where she had four shots or three shots or two shots. Like, she was active. Yeah, but
0: that's still, like, an under 10
1: no, that's true. It's still Like an
0: under ten point total. Um,
1: there was there was another stat that I really liked last year, but I don't going to do this live. Over on here, there was yeah. some, I don't have I, I let me go find my sheets from like I had my, you know why I'm doing this these sheets, uh for the draft. Yeah, get but back to I'll us. I'll get back on to that. you. But great. I had a couple. Wow, was that a shot? Yeah, <laughs> it was. But I think um the other reason I this year is that there's zero pressure on this team, because they're slowly building a contender. Like remember how it was the joke. Louisville, the only team that hasn't won a game. They're seventh now, and they haven't lost at home. So one more week after week nine, they could be in a playoff spot. Like, simply put, Savannah DeMello is the best player on a playoff caliber team, and I think she might be a top five NWSO balance player. I have to look at the numbers. But if you're just going on pure balance, and I'm going to talk about this later in our bold predictions, uh, I think she is. you have an argument there of just, just, uh, you could put a, you could just blindfold and just throw her out there and just complete trust. Now, it's not trust. Or, oh, look, they're getting five points every week. We're talking about someone who averages almost 15 points a week. So you're always talking low teens, high teens every week. So yeah. I like that we're thinking the same there. All right. Oh, you want me to lead off with... Um, who you got for just right? Ah, just right. Carson Pickett. Oh, yeah? Do we have the same thing? No, we <laughs> okay. don't. 93 points, leads all defenders, 11.6 per game. So when you draft Carson Pickett, you're hoping for someone who will be involved on both sides of the ball and who will get you double digit points on a weekly basis. Well, five out of eight weeks, she's done that. And the two weeks she didn't, she got eight. And then she had one where she was like in a negative. Yeah. But she's the highest scoring defender. Like I said, and you're getting what you expected when you drafted her. Like I want the best defensive player. I think she is. And Huerta owned it last year. Mm -hmm. So you're getting picky. You're thinking, okay, maybe the second best. And she's, so it's, She just doesn't let you down much at all. And recently having like 17 and 11. um, She's doing all of this, mind you, without having scored a single goal or dishing out a single assist this season. So she's this, she's still, and I think if she becomes Carson Pickett like she was in Carolina and starts getting a few assists and goals, then it's an overrated. But, She has 18 key passes this year. That's second to only Adriana. And for a defender to do that, it's just, it's exactly what you want. So um, I expect her to start, you know, her stock to go up here in the next few weeks and for her to move into that um, possibly overrated category. But right now, she's just perfect. It's like fine wine. Put Carson Pickett out there. Just perfect every week. Like you, that's what Jeannie's saying in her league. Like, how could you not? I mean, what do you think about the just right? What do you think about Carson Pickett just right? Were I, you, I, would you I, lean the same way? Well,
0: I, I, I'm not sure what you're saying when you're putting her in the overrated category. She's not oh, no, be, underrated, you know, I meant, yeah. underrated. Okay. Sorry,
1: right. I misspoke.
0: Yeah. It <laughs> happens. Um, I disagree with you. Ah! I have Olivia Moultrie in my just right category. Just right? Yeah, because after she hit her stride about week five, she's now putting up double-digit points consistently. 13, 17, 15, 15... I, I mean, she was doing so well that I started her when she was only coming in at the 60. So I knew she was only going to play 30 minutes, and I knew she was going to get me double-digit points, just making an impact off the bench. And so, you know, now she's starting. Um, she's got, you know, in her... And she's super productive. She's got nine shots, but seven of them are on goal, and then she has two goals and two assists. And for someone that I drafted in round 15 that I didn't, you know, that I, I, I didn't expect to be like a regular starter. Um, I mean, maybe that's an, maybe that's a argument for argument, but I just think she's just right. Like she's just doing exactly what I need her to do. Like for, you know, for the round that I drafted her in.
1: I think it's your, it's a great point. And also the fact that she's, She's just right because she's playing better than she ever has, but she's still coming off the bench just as much. So you're like, oh, man, if she played 90 minutes, well, her 90-minute stats will be through the roof when you do the per 90. Yeah. But she'll play 45 minutes and still get you an assist and two key passes and right. a tackle, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. cool, like that. She's got 10 points. She didn't even play the whole game. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good spot for her. I think maybe next year after she has this kind of year. Yeah. If she does it again, then she might be over overrated. You know, she's got to just keep getting better. Yeah. Which I think she will. Mm-hmm. She's You know, she still can't even, you know, yeah. I was going to say drive, but she can drive. She's 17. <laughs> um, let's go for it. Let's go All for right. the big one. You want to start with this one? Yeah. You're, you wanted to end with it. Team,
0: team me up with it.
1: Overrated.
0: I was hoping you would ask me the question.
1: Oh, <laughs> who is
0: overrated? Literally <laughs> everyone else.
1: What? Yes. What is this what is this cop out? This
0: is my argument. Everyone else that we expected and needed to be consistent double digit players, all of the stars are super volatile. Like you even said Carson Pickett, this is why I disagree with you. Because like she's scoring 17 and then she's scoring negative one the next week. They can't have that. Thompson, Ordonias, Salmon, Sanchez, DeBigna, Kaiser, Ryan, Williams, Carolyn, Fishlock, Balser, Rupino, Dunn, Sinclair, Smith, Weaver, Morgan, Sanchez, Rodman, Hatch, Huerta, Kleinberg, oh Pickett, gosh. PGJ, Bixby—all overrated, all overrated. Isn't it this funny because goals are up. All overrated.
1: <laughs> they're all overrated. Because you are, they're all volatile. I don't want to play can't. for you. I don't want to play for you if I, I was can't. on your team.
0: <laughs> Bank on a consistent performance from any of these people, so you don't know what the mix to start is. Because on any given Sunday, they could do terrible or amazing. So what if you started all the people that decided to be terrible this week? I think then you're, you're screwed.
1: But I think you're looking at, overrated. You're looking at fantasy soccer a, a little. Uh, I think the way it's not supposed to be looked at, even though it's a week to week league. No, no, I know you're gonna say I'm in first place. I've won the league. Here it comes. Yes, I'm just gonna take the awards. Yes. Mouth. <laughs> Are you just going to take the glasses off slow? Are David Caruso this shit? She's not wearing shades, by the way. If she was wearing shades indoors, we wouldn't be married. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I just, you, you, um, you like the, I think you have to look at as, um, and I've been guilty of it this year. Oh, man, my defender got negative one. I'll go get this other defender. had a great game. Oh, she got negative one. And now this defender I dropped has 18. No, I'm not saying so you should be chasing, like reactionary,
0: like, like you're a well, day trader on the stock market and you just keep, you're always behind the, the curve. I'm just saying that like the, you can't figure out who to start consistently. Like you can't count on consistent performance from any of these people. You can't
1: call out one. Like who's the most overrated, who sticks out. Like I'm done. This is my call. Okay. Mine is Caprice Didasco. And I said that and she did play tonight. I'm aware she's on my team. Okay. She had an assist and a clean sheet tonight. So it's her best game. So she probably knew I was going to do this segment. tonight (laughs) Because up until that point, 46 points, 5.8 per game. 12 points in her last four games. It's horrible. So 2021, defensive player of the year, SP Awards, all that good stuff. NOSL Player of the Year, I think. Um, I know sometimes that doesn't mean they're gonna be the top fantasy scorer. Like look at Naomi Gurley. But she you
0: know, but if you're the defensive player of the year and you're outside back, that means yeah. you're you're giving a ton of assists. Yeah, right?
1: So, yeah, once again, just yeah, or keep sh- passes. Just take it right off my script. So it's that's good. It's a compliment. We're having
0: a conversation. It's not a monologue. Like, right? Like there's two people on this podcast.
1: (laughs) I love this. This is a good one today. (laughs) This is fun. Um It's it's a millennial Gen X thing. You know, it's just we're gonna it's just gonna be headbutting all the time, you know? It's gonna be fun. Bring Um, it on. So still in first. So in twenty twenty one, she had one goal. You are in first. She had one goal and five assists as a defender, and then all those corners, like you're saying, all those key passes. Um, and she had sixteen shots. So it's a huge balance and uh, 56 key passes the year that she won that. Yeah. So you think okay, 2022 she changes teams mid-year um you know, and you thought maybe just take some time to get ready and like just to get used to everything in Houston. But I don't think that's the case. I think her breakout season is the anomaly. Even though there was a little bit of a bump up in 20 or 20 I think it was 2019 because she skipped 2020. So and she looked like she was going on that trajectory. We're talking about someone who's been in the league since 2015 now and 2021 was her best season 6 years in and she's not showing any signs of it tonight she looked good okay but up until this point zero goals zero assists seven shots 10 key passes so that's what or sorry that was what she's on pace for this year on pace oh boy until the until the one yeah. assist tonight but on pace for 10 key passes someone who had 56 jeez so
0: yeah that's an 80% decline yeah
1: i just it's you know, and I love her as a player. I love her energy. I love watching her play. She's one of the original defenders that we got into and really liked mm-hmm. about the sport. Totally. But I just think when you think defenders in the NWL, she's one of the few names she was going into this draft. In my opinion, it was like Pickett. It was Klingenberg. It was Huerta. And then you could have thrown in Didasco somewhere in there. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. You know? And for just week after week, three, four, three, it's just, it's you know, and I started her tonight because she played Kansas city. So thank God. Cause she got that clean sheet and she had that corner, but Houston just hasn't been scoring. So her threat's gone down. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, maybe she'll bounce back now, but right now I think she's the, you know, most overrated fantasy player. What do you think about that one?
0: I think that's solid analysis.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. Sweet. I right. like my monologue. <laughs> um, So let's get bold. All right. Should we do some recapping? Yeah.
0: How'd we do last week? Jerry? you want to do it? Uh sure.
1: Yeah. Recap it.
0: <clears throat> All right. My bold prediction was that Ertz scores, Louisville is still winless, and Casey ties the wave. Did Ertz score?
1: This was two weeks ago. Uh, Ertz did not score.
0: Uh did Louisville stay winless? No. No. Louisville was one three zero over Chicago. <laughs> this is a
1: great bold. did uh
0: Kansas City tie the wave? No. No. The wave uh is two zero over Kansas City. So yeah. zero for three. That was not good. Yeah. All right. How did you do, Jared?
1: I am giving myself the win here. <laughs> And I think Holly will agree. So two weeks ago, my prediction was that ACFC hands the spirit, their first loss. I'm going to call it a push um, because there were two. I, I don't know. I included all this junk in here.
0: Oh yeah. Is this another game where we so, should have won it, but we actually yes, lost it the, by game the same Yes, this is the game that you, score? you
1: had, you missed. And this was the one where but I didn't uh, watch. there was a penalty 90 plus minutes, bad handball call. We played Washington so good the whole game. That's right. And I was like, start your angel city defenders Start them start. Them. That was my other part of the prediction. Start your Angel City defenders. They're gonna score. They scored goals in the past. It's the only people who score against Washington. Well, they didn't score, but they would have got the clean sheet, and it they all was taken away. So I'm honestly, I was there. I saw. I saw that game. Now my prediction of them beating them, no. But my prediction of saying start all the defenders would have that would have been a good
0: all right. One. I, I, I like this because that was I, taken I, away. I will give this Replay. to you, and I'm going to revitalize my gripe of the week because this is yet another effing game that Angel City lost by the same score that they should have won by because there was a handball in the box we should have gotten a penalty kick it was not called it was very obvious on the replay and then then there's this last Washington goal which was, was that was that on a penalty kick i feel like it was yeah it wasn't a penalty kick it was on no. a penalty yeah it was a penalty kick that Vignola committed a foul in the oh, box oh yeah maybe you're right. yeah
1: But outside the box, but she jumped inside the box. Free kick?
0: Yeah. Anyway, it was. was, I got mad and I shut it off, so I don't remember. So, (laughs) (laughs) plus I had a cold. Uh, But it was, you know, it was a bad call on the refs part, not in our favor. A bad call on the refs part, again, not in our favor. Score should have been 1 0. There's been bad calls this year. Once again, I want to bring up. Please have better roughing.
1: The fact that we need to hear what these refs are making. Seriously, because if they have two or three jobs in their life, that's a problem with the league. So I wanna know what Fair they're point. making and if the league's supporting these refs. Yeah. Before telling them they all like they all suck. Um are we interrupting the bold prediction with our gripes of the week? Or are we gonna go get the being bold and then go to the gripe?
0: Let's interrupt and then we'll end on the
1: bold. My gripe of the week is if you're gonna have a specialty kit, wear it at home. So I'm watching watch what's the score of the Portland game, by the way? Live.
0: Nil-nil. Oh,
1: great. So, Portland's wearing their crazy kits tonight. You know, love them or hate them. But they're on the road, if I'm not mistaken. Are they not? Correct. Okay, they're on the road at San Diego. And so, you're going to make these awesome kits every year. Angel City has done it the last couple years. And then you're, like, never going to wear them at home? So, your home fans never get to... See the cool kits. Like every time I've gone to an Angel City game this year, that's the black jerseys that they've had for the last two years. And I never get to see their cool Sol Rosa and the socks and the craziness. And then this Portland kit is awesome. So I just don't quite understand that. Like just make that your home look this year if that's what you want to do. Or at least wear them like half your home games. You can make whatever rules you want. So I know a lot of people say, where are your colors at home? Well, this this is your colors. You've got literally thorns and flowers and things all over your uniform. Same thing with Angel City. Like that's the pop of color, not just black on black on black. So wear your kits. Yeah. Back to bold.
0: I'm on bold. I'm on, I'm, I'm on bold. bold with that. Yeah.
1: I'm bolding. <laughs> What's your bold prediction for week nine? My
0: bold prediction is that Gotham retains the number one spot.
1: Who are they playing?
0: They are playing um, one of the top four teams. I want to say, Join, yeah, Washington.
1: Oh, geez, Washington needs a bounce back. Yeah, so it is bold. You're, I you're doing, know. I'm, I'm wait, going bold. Can they retain if they if they tie? I don't know. If depends Port- on what Portland, yeah, Portland does. Portland, yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, my bold prediction is going back to Savannah Demello, which, by the way, I did some live looking. The reason I liked her last year is because she took all the corners for Louisville, like. Uh, and was, um, there you go, had 50 some key passes. There you go. So I really like that, especially on the bench and mm-hmm. not as a starter. But I think she keeps her double digit scoring streak alive. Yes, it's the most famous streak in sports right now. She has scored double digit fantasy points in every game she's played. Holly was saying earlier 12 10, 23 10, 14 10, 25, and Louisville hosts Carolina. So she's the only player who has scored double digits from what I've seen. Yes. Uh, every single week. Yes. So uh, I'm glad she's on my squad. (laughs) And I think she keeps it alive. I think that's bold. All right. Predictions. (laughs) Did you have fun this week? Gloating.
0: Yes. Gloating (laughs) is always fun.
1: That's true. I gloat. You gloat. We all gloat. And I can't wait till after this weekend... When I get when to vote, some more. Except I've off right because guess who's back, baby? Caprice Didasco. I always knew.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you always do. Boom! I she put
1: like fifteen tonight. I
0: always good. knew she was the most overrated player. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Caprice, let's go. Spin it like your favorite CD. Holly, what's going on?
0: <laughs> I I just I got no I got no response to that.
1: <laughs> oh, because people don't know what CDs are anymore. <laughs> Jared's talking about (laughs) cart racing and CDs. It's time to end the podcast. Yes. All right, everyone. All right. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Good luck to your fantasy squads. Later.